Hello and welcome to the Beyond Net Zero Journey podcast. I'm Chloe Thomas and this is my lo-fi, because I'm editing it myself, uh, audio diary and collection of random tips podcast to help other business people follow my journey of taking my business to Beyond Net Zero. Back in episode five, I outlined our net zero travel policy, how I created it, what the reasoning is behind it all, and I gave you some tips on creating yours. In this episode, I'm kind of going to go to the next step of that by sharing how I go about making a trip that I take for work and life, to be honest, um, as low carbon as possible. And this is based on my recent trip to the e-commerce expo event in London. Okay, step one. This is a really important one. Do you need to go? Is it worth the carbon and the time and the energy to make the trip? Now, I have been someone for whom going to stuff was a habit and I kind of lost that link between is this worth my time, my energy, my money and these days the carbon to attend it or not? You know, I used to be one of those people, if you were opening an envelope that had the word e-commerce written in it, I would probably turn up which is bad for me, bad for my business, bad for the planet, etc, etc. So I now always ask myself the question, do I actually need to go? In the case of the trip I've just taken, yes, I, I think I could, I think I can justify it. Having done it, I think it was a very useful trip to do. My justification was that I hadn't seen many of the partners we work with on the podcast face to face in almost a year. Um, I needed to refresh the new business pipeline a little bit and I find events are a great way of doing that of having meetings and accelerating some people's progress to becoming sponsors so that was a good reason also and to be fair this was after they agreed they are uh this was after I decided to go but I ended up getting a speaker slot at the event too so there was an awful lot of potential in the trip so for me for my business, for the carbon levels, it was the right decision to go to e-commerce expo this year. However, whilst I was making those decisions, I was also deciding whether or not to go to IRX, which is a very similar setup of event, you know, massive hall at Excel with loads of stands and some conference activity going on. And they were happening to happening two weeks apart. So I was like, I can't, I definitely can't justify going to both. So which one do I go to? So only went to one of them. E-commerce expo was the one I chose to do. Step two, do you need to go to the whole thing? Every day, hour, week you travel increases the carbon you use for the trip. So how much of the event do you actually need to attend? Do you need to go to the whole thing? Do you just need to go for an afternoon, for a morning, for an hour, for a day? Well, for e-commerce expo, That's a two-day event with a lot of stuff going on in the evenings and around it. And I decided to attend just one day and squeeze as much as I could out of that one day. Think of it like the law of diminishing returns. I could easily have filled a second day with stuff. But by giving giving myself that um, boundary of time, it really made me focus in on making sure I made the best of the time rather than ending up with meetings that weren't really worth happening. But hey, I've got a spare half hour. Now, I know sometimes awesome stuff happens that way, but with all the cost, time, energy, etc. elements, it's like, well, let's squeeze into one day and see, um, you know, 
and get the most possible out of this. I was also invited to the awards dinner. Thank you to the people who invited me to the awards dinner. And I turned that down. Um, I rarely get any benefit out of attending awards dinners. I've, I don't think I've, I always seem to end up, end up sat next to someone who is the least relevant person in the room for me to be talking to and not really getting anything out of it that you can track back to it being worth it for the business or for my own happiness and sanity. So turning down the awards dinners was, to be fair, a very easy choice. And it also meant I didn't have to take high heels and a dress and all that kind of stuff. Um, Being totally honest, the decision to only attend one day and not go to the awards dinners wasn't just a carbon decision. It was also about my energy levels. I just can't do a two-day event without getting grumpy anymore. And certainly without screwing up my weekend and being any form of productive the day after. So that was fairly easy on the energy levels front and also on the time front. I live in Cornwall, which is a four-hour train journey from London. So if I'm going to go to an event, I'm going to travel up the day before. These days I tend to travel back the day after because I find that improves the energy levels and makes the whole week more effective for life and for business. So if I was going to attend two days, that's four days out of my week and it just wasn't going to give me back enough for it to be worth taking a whole week out. So the time and the energy levels were as big as the carbon decision to only attend a shorter time period. The good thing is they all aimed at the same thing. uh, So it all ended up lower carbon. Interesting side note that I discovered on the trip, XL London are very shouty about their carbon footprint situation. Uh, They seem to be doing very good things if their billboards are to be believed. I haven't double checked it, but they're being very, very vociferous about it. So I would also now, and this isn't something I've done before, but I would now be prioritising an event there versus an event somewhere else in London in the future, because I know that the venue is reducing the carbon impact of my attendance of the event. So that's kind of cool too. And worth sharing, I think, because I didn't know that till I walked down the massive hall in the middle of Excel um, and saw all the banners talking about all the recycling and the food waste activity and all the rest of it they're doing. Okay, so that was step two, do you need to go to the whole thing? Step three, maximise the return from the trip. There is no point in taking the trip if the trip doesn't bring you a good return. So uh, general things I try and do on any trip is uh, try to get on stage in a useful way, um, organise meetings in advance with the right people and use the attendance of the event to get Zoom calls with the others I can't meet. So sorry, I didn't have time to meet you. Shall we jump on a Zoom? So really, that was a really great method, I find, for getting those meetings. Um, Plan the visit in advance. Which stands am I visiting? Which sessions am I watching? Am I watching any sessions in my case? Who am I meeting with? When am I meeting with them? Make the most of the train journeys. I get about four hours of solid work each way. There is certain work that goes really well on a train. There is certain work for me that doesn't go really well on a train, like phone calls, Zoom calls, podcast recordings, uh, dealing with the inbox. All those things aren't great on the train. So make the most of those train journeys. Um, Organise any extra meetings I can around the trip. So if I'm travelling up the day before for an event, will I have time, energy to have a catch up with someone that evening? The evening after the event, if I'm not going to an awards or something like that, shall I catch up with friends or something? Trip back, 
Uh, can I fit in a breakfast meeting before I get on the train home? So what else can I do around the trip? And to be fair, being someone who lives all the way down in Cornwall, is it worth making a quick trip to an art gallery, um, an exhibition or Oxford Street for something I just can't access when I'm down here? Um, do lots of social and marketing about the event in advance. Do lots of social and follow up afterwards. Now, your list might be different to that, but I think that's a pretty reasonable starting point covering a lot of the angles to ma- make sure you're making the most of that time, energy and carbon investment in heading out to that trip. Um, for the e-commerce expo event, I managed to get on the stage. So that was kind of cool. Uh, so I got to do a speaker session, which a... Um, progressed a slide deck I've been working on and B gained me a few more people to my email list and built you know hopefully a few more podcast listeners as well and organizing meetings around the trip I had um, a brunch breakfast meeting on Friday with a fellow e-commerce podcaster so that was a really good connection to me I think we've only ever spoken on zoom before so it was really nice to sit down and kind of do some podcast ranting was good. Um, so that's that's how I maximise the return from that trip. Step four, minimise your waste during the trip. Now, this one is probably the most challenging one to do, actually, because it requires a little bit of dedication and um, being a bit abrupt sometimes, maybe. And it takes a little pre-planning too. So I think through everything I'm going to use or consume during the trip and try to work out how to go reusable or avoid using it entirely. So the basics of this are um, reusable water bottles. I take two small reusable water bottles everywhere I go. Um, back in the days when I flew, the miles those water bottles have done uh, quite phenomenal. They've been to at least three continents, uh, but they're still going strong because I bought good water bottles. Uh, so that means, you know, I'm not using disposable water bottles at all whilst I'm traveling. Two, or secondly, uh, a hot drink mug. This has taken a while to find a good one um, because they tend to uh, either be keep things way too hot, not have enough space in them or dribble. Either dribble when you're carrying them or dribble when you're drinking. I don't know, maybe it's just me. But this trip, I tried out a new one that my brother gave me that um, he has as promo material for his company, which is in mining. Let's not even go there on the carbon front. But anyway, uh, this um, hot drink mug worked. It worked. Um, So that was brilliant. That meant I didn't use any disposable paper cups for the whole journey. But the one thing I will say is someone else ordered me a coffee at the event and they made it in a disposable mug which I then poured into my hot drink mug so that doesn't really count which is why I mean you have to have a bit of dedication and a bit of forthrightness to make sure this works for you I know they would have if I'd have given them the mug they'd have done it because the other person was at the front ordering it just didn't quite happen so that's a regret from this trip that I will work harder on in future Um, a cutlery set I tend to eat takeaways in my hotel room. Yes, I'm one of those people. And I also buy my food for the train before I get on the train. So I carry a cutlery set with me. um, So as I'm not using disposable um, cutlery as I travel around. Super simple one. Makes quite a difference. 
I also carry a pretty cool piece of tech that is my remarkable tablet. This is one of those ones you can write on. It's like a notepad. You can also send PDFs to it so you can proofread things or read things you need to read. And that massively reduces the paper I carry and gives me somewhere to store strategic thoughts, which is something I do quite well on a train. So that um, saves an awful lot of paper. And then this is one of the ones I find quite hard is refusing conference swag. So conferences give away all kinds of plastic, useless, terrible stuff. Some of it is incredibly handy. Um, So if it's something I'm going to use in the next three months and feel good about using, then I will, will take that. But if it's not something I'm going to use in the next three months, it's a sorry, no, um, I'm trying not to take things that aren't going to get used and are going to end up in a charity shop, etc. But thank you. So refusing conference swag, a little bit difficult. You do have to work. What what I find I have to work on ways of refusing that in advance. And I try and not go, oh, I haven't got any space to carry it. Rather say that the real reason is my carbon impact and um, not not filling my life with random pieces of plastic, basically. Okay, so that minimising waste during the trip might be different for you, but those are the ways I go about doing it. And I'm sure I'll come up with more in the future, but that's what I'm doing for now. Uh, Step five, low carbon travel options. So I take an electric car to the train station. I take the train from Cornwall to London. I stay in a hotel that's walking distance from Paddington train station. And I travel by tube and by foot whilst I'm in London. So I try and minimise the carbon I'm using as much as possible. Pretty simple to do, um, just uh, takes a little bit of thinking about what you're doing, especially in terms of where you book the hotel. I mean, to be fair, that's something I've done for a long time. And it's because I hate carrying suitcases on the tube. <laughs> so, you know, it. but it works from a carbon perspective too. Step six, offset the carbon of the trip. So once you've done everything you can to minimise the carbon impact of your trip and maximise the gains for the carbon you're using, then it's time to offset the carbon of the trip. Now, I do not do this precisely. I'm sure you could get super strategic about all of this and work out how many hours you spent in this location and that location and the food you ate along the way and all that kind of stuff. I don't do that. I focus on the biggest carbon elements of my trip, the travel and the hotel. And I use the book How Bad Are Bananas, which you all need a copy of, to give me the average carbon of those key elements. So based on all of that, my trip to London looked like this. 32 miles in an electric car, which is about 5,760 grams of carbon. 528 miles miles even by train, which was 84,480 grams of carbon. Two hotel nights, including dinner, bed and breakfast. Um, that was 60,000 grams. Yes, almost as much as the train for two nights in a hotel. And then 10.2 miles by tube was 694 grams. So in total, that's 0.15 of a tonne. We do all our offsetting via Ecology, E-C-O-L-O-G-Y. 
L-O-G-I because quite frankly they do all the hard work of double checking everything that our money goes towards is doing good for the planet so it's a really lazy way of doing your offsetting and they've got cool graphs and a cool page etc etc and there you can only buy a ton at a time and a ton only costs £9.45 so we as a business as well like to go beyond net zero. So although the tonne of those key elements of the trip, the tonnage even of those key elements of the trip only came out at 0.15 tonnes of carbon, I have bought a whole tonne of carbon offsetting from Ecology for £9.45 to offset the whole trip. So I'm, I can be pretty confident that's the whole of my trip plus some fully offset, as, which is brilliant because it's helping improve the planet as well as me, me minimising my negative impact on the planet from taking the trip in the first place. Um, a few weeks ago, I had a very lively LinkedIn post about all this where I shared the ways I do it and I got loads of other tips on carbon reduction travel as well. So I'll put a link to that LinkedIn post in the show notes for you. And please do go there and add any tips you've got and you would like to add in. That would be very cool. Um, That's it for this little update. I hope it's helped you find some new ways to minimise the impact of your work trips. And if you've got questions, something you'd like us to cover or you want to tell me I've got something wrong, please do get in touch. I would love to hear from you. Bye.